Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Steve. And you're listening to a very special episode of Voulez-Vous with Zach and Steve. Steve. <laughs> I try to beat you, but I will never win. Uh, today's episode is really great. It's going to be different and it's going to be unusual. And perhaps this theme song will give you a hint. Yay! Yay! Did so you get it? Did you get it? Do you understand? Tweet, pause the podcast and tweet at us if you can guess what today's episode is. Okay, now back to the episode. Uh, Zach, can... Should I ask... Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have a, a special episode, and we're going to have our producer, Kate. Kate Neely, explain why it's going to be special. Hi, Kate. Hi. Yay. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Um, so today, on the, ep- on the episode, oh yeah, uh, I'm going to try to get you guys to tell me about some Friends episodes. Friends? <laughs> but we know nothing about Friends. What, where would you get such a harebrained scheme? <laughs> so on an earlier episode, you guys tried to talk about Friends as if you had seen it, when it was really obvious that you hadn't, and you just kind of vaguely knew the cultural references to Friends. Um, so what I've done is I've grabbed some titles of Friends episodes, and the first and last lines, and I'm going to get you guys to try to tell me what happens in that episode. Now, we're borrowing this idea from a great podcast called Super Ego Forgotten Classics, uh, where they try to improvise entire episodes based on the first and last lines of classic literature that they have never read. I have never and listened to this podcast. Friends is nothing if not classical literature. <laughs> And so, it, the entire, no one knows this, but Friends was entirely improvised. That's they had right. no scripts. Mm-hmm. That's, right. that's right. Which is interesting. Yeah. No one actually knew what was going to happen that last episode until right. David mm-hmm. Schwimmer was like, Ooh. I and think then, I love you. <laughs> exactly. Is that what happens? Mm-hmm. That's what happens. It's just a lot of... <laughs> that's what a sitcom sounds like. Okay, so this one is called The One After the Super Bowl. And the first line is, can't get the monkey off your back? Then put it in your mouth. And the last line is, can't you see what's going on here? This man is dead. Whoa. That's the last line. What a cliffhanger. Classic season six cliffhanger. Okay, so remind me the names of the characters. There's Chandler. Uh Uh-huh. Who's, okay, so I'll just give you, because you only asked for the names. Chandler. Ross and Joey. Okay, and Joey is played by Matt Joey Fatone of Insane. <laughs> yes. Yeah. As himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Chan- Schwimmer plays who? Ross. Ross. Crow. And Chandler is that other guy. Uh, <laughs> Matt LeBlanc. No. No. Oh, what's his Matthew name? Perry. Matthew, Matthew McConaughey. Matthew Perry, correct. Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Mm-hmm. And then Phoebe is Lisa Kudrow. Lisa Kudrow. Uh, Monica is played by Courtney Cox Arquette. Better known Nay as Arquette. the star of Cougar Town. Yeah, their brother and sister. <laughs> <laughs> That's what made it so unsettling yeah. for Hollywood. Um, and then, what's her face? Rachel is played by famous haircut Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston. Aniston. Yes. Um, okay. okay, so it's, the, one after it's the, super- the one after the Super Bowl. takes place mm-hmm. in February. Right. It's cold. It's cold. Everyone's wearing coats. Something really shocking must have happened. This was probably mid-season sweeps. Uh-huh. Right? Right. So If who you says... want to get the monkey off your back, you've got to barbecue it and eat it, I believe is what Kate said. Uh-huh. So I'm assuming this is like a TV commercial. So we open on a television commercial 
Maybe, uh, who's sitting around watching TV? Who's the grossest one of them? Ross. Right. Ross is watching television. He's still on the couch having spent the entire day on the couch watching the Super Bowl. Watching the Super Bowl. Slept there, woke up. He falls asleep Uh from jalapeno poppers that Joey had made. Ah. Okay, so this whole episode is a fever dream. Yeah. Which explains the dead man at the end. A carb cheese fever dream. Uh Uh-huh. Passing out from the snacks at the Super Bowl, he wakes up and there's this weird infomercial uh-huh. in the middle of the night. Because that's when this weird commercial stuff happens. Got a monkey on your like, back? Gotta, gotta eat it. Put it he's in like, your mouth. He's like, where am I? <laughs> okay, so um, is this is this sort of like Seinfeld where they have multiple stories happening and then they all kind of converge? Or is it more like everyone just has their own things going on? I think both. Okay. Yeah. Everyone has the exact same thing happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, like, some, some shows make an effort to bring it together at the end yeah. of the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some shows, they just have these kind of concurrent plot lines. Read the last line again. Uh, can't you see what's going on here? This, this man, man is, is dead. dead. Oh, I get it. I get it. You got it? Yeah. So he has his, like, weird fever dream, which is, like, based off of, like, seeing things on TV, and it's, like, kind of mingling with real life. And then, uh-huh. what's his face? Matthew Perry, what, Ross? No, Chandler? Mm-hmm. That's Chandler. Comes in, and everyone's freaked out. They're like, oh my god, we have to wake him up. And he says, can't you see this man's dead? Which is a cue and lead into the next episode, which is the one where they bury Ross alive <laughs> accidentally. <laughs> that was hilarious. That was I a really that. funny one. Yeah. You guys actually got that one right, which is weird. <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna tell us what it, what really happened? No, I don't. I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, even better. Yeah, okay, so so wait, what are the women doing in this whole episode? Oh yeah, they appear in his fever dreams. Okay, you think it's like sexy? so? Phoebe's like singing a song, but instead of it being like a weird folk song, it's actually like a high gloss pop number. She's really good. Yeah, it's so it's like 1997. Who's doing like high gloss 1997 pop? That Does was like... it does it look like the scene from Abba the movie where they're singing Eagle in the elevator? Yes. Yeah, but like the mid 90s version of it, like right. no doubt was popular at that time. Oh, so Gwen Stefani appears in mm-hmm. this episode. No, well Lisa Kudrow singing the song. Yeah. Is Lisa Kudrow in like an orchard of oranges? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, I don't know. Jennifer Aniston has a new haircut, and he, just like us, can't believe it, because it looks so good. <laughs> How She can just pull off anything, can't she? She can pull off anything. Yeah. 2001, 2003, she was bald, and it was great. I love it when her page boy haircut swept the nation, and everybody the started best. getting page boy haircuts. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Just like the Dutch boy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. What do you think happens with Monica? Um, Remember, I think Courtney Cox was pregnant during this episode, so mm. she was on maternity leave. <laughs> they used her, her body double. They showed her a couple times, and she was just holding things in front of her. Yeah. yeah. She had a bowl of pretzels on her stomach. Because <laughs> <laughs> she was on the couch next to him watching the Super Bowl. So yeah. He, in his dream, that still is happening. Yeah. She's just sitting there eating pretzels. Yeah. And that led to huge amounts of weight gain for her. That's and why her and David broke up. She yeah. gained weight from eating pretzels in that scene. And big sales for the Utz Pretzel Corporation. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have Utz until I moved to New York. I just had Rolled Gold. Oh. A Rolled Gold's good, too. 
Sure, it's a pretzel. But Utz, I believe, is still a family-owned company. Stay tuned for our next episode, which is just pretzel ratings. Talking pretzel. <laughs> pretzel. Talking pretzel. Pretzel cast. <laughs> Twisted reviews. <laughs> on Twisted Food. No. The one where Chandler can't remember which sister. Uh, the first line is, okay, pick a card, any card. Monica picks one. That's like in parentheses. Uh-huh. Um, all right, now memorize it. Show it to everybody. Got it? And then the last line is, may I help you? Hmm. Uh, now, are we assuming that the last line of each one of these episodes ends with like an uproarious laugh like from the frame. audience? <laughs> yeah. May I help you? <laughs> <laughs> or is it like, may I help you? To be continued. <gasps> David Simon wrote all of these. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay, the one where Chandler can't remember which, which sister. sister. So obviously Chandler's dating twins. He's dating twins, yeah. Chandler's dating twins. Who, okay, so there are these... Joey ro- has already dated the twins. Uh, and he also can't remember. Hey. Hey, they both look the same. It's, <laughs> it's impossible to keep these two straight. Uh, they got hair, they got eyes, who cares? Acting. <laughs> I don't know. I sounded like Rodney Dangerfield when I did it just then. Yeah, I think <laughs> we're doing a very them. Rodney Dangerfield did thing. Did they ever have Rodney Dangerfield come on the show and play Joey's dad? Shut <laughs> <laughs> Maybe He's, that happens in this episode. Matt LeBlanc is picking up the Rodney Dangerfield mantle in the mm. same way that Ryan Seacrest is picking up the Dick Clark mantle. Ah. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Hey. Imagine you're, like, a good-looking guy in his early 30s, and people are like, you know what? You're a wrong, young Rodney Dangerfield. What do you do? Do you just accept it? You're like, I'm going to have a killer career in 30 years. <laughs> and I'm going to work on my material until then. Just stare really large-eyed into the mirror. Confess to her. <laughs> so he dates twins. Joey doesn't know either, even though he's dated him both. How does the pack of cards factor into it? Oh, right. I forgot about that. A pack of cards goes off in the first act. Mm. Who do they kill in each of the acts afterwards? Oh, wow. Is this the episode... This is the series finale where everybody dies. Mm -hmm. (laughs) From a pack of cards. Okay, wait. So, also, are they... They're in the central perk. They're in the central perk. I'm assuming at the top of this episode. Yeah. Probably. Probably. Yeah. And they've got the deck of cards... We don't know who says the first line, right? Mm-mm. Just that Monica selects the card? the card? Monica. Monica selects the card, and she has to memorize it, show it to everyone. Mm-hmm. Could this be like a damages type episode, where they say mm-hmm. what happens at the end, but they show you at the very mm-hmm. beginning, and you're like, why is she holding the card? Oh. Why is she showing that card to a room full of masked people? Right. Like, eyes wide shut? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking of Requiem for a Dream. That movie is so heavy. Yeah. I've seen it like four times. No one should watch that movie four times. No, I've only seen it once and I, I immediately I thought that this is enough. Yeah. yeah. Correct. Except if you're me in college and you have lots of feelings. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Monica chooses a card. I don't know. This we can skip this one if we want. Let's skip this okay, one. Okay, let's move on. Okay. Let's just assume that... It's Requiem for a Dream. It's Requiem for a Dream. It's another fever dream. It's a drug-induced fever dream. And the, and the May a... I Help You at the end is followed by a To Be Continued. Mm-hmm. It's Monica's in the hospital mm. from drug abuse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Chan- or Ross is knocking on the door to see her. And the nurse comes up. Oh. And she's one of the twins. May- oh. She says, can I help you? Mm-hmm. Boom, Grey's Anatomy. 
That's good. Yeah. It was the Grey's Anatomy crossover episode. That's, uh-huh. that's when the spinoff happened. Grey's yeah, Na- exactly. Little known fact that Grey's Anatomy is a spinoff, a spin-off of Thanks, Shonda. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so third one. Okay, uh, it's called The One Where No One's Ready. And the first line is, they got water, orange juice, and what looks like cider. And the last line is, that's, all right, that's it. Give me your underwear. Okay, they're yeah, throwing duh. a party at their Ap- house. No, apocalypse. They're oh. getting ready for a hurricane or some sort of apocalypse. Uh-huh. Phoebe bought orange juice and apple cider. And they're what, like, a, what are you what thinking? How what long are we going to last on this? Uh-huh. Where's the toilet paper? Where's the duct tape? Where's mm-hmm. the flashlights? She was like, why would you need to heat up orange juice with flashlights? <laughs> right. Silly Phoebe. Silly Phoebe has never been through a natural disaster before. <laughs> The one where what? What's the name of it? The one where no one's ready. No one's ready. Yeah, no one's ready for the mm-hmm. disaster. But they're so fixated on the flashlight. They spend the whole episode going through the apartment building looking mm-hmm. for a flashlight. They can't find it. Storm hits. Power never goes out. Power never goes out. Mm-hmm. But they don't have any food. But the Yeah. All the grocery stores totally demolished. Mm. So they're just drinking cider, which is now, at this point, fermented. So they're wasted. Mm-hmm. Oh. They're wasted. Right, and that's why the last line is, all right, give me your underpants. Or something like yeah, that. Yeah, because they're really drunk and they're just having sex like gerbils. We finally get the Friends gangbang that we've been waiting for <laughs> since episode one. No one no one predicted. There were some people like on early like Angel City pages. Uh-huh. Um, was mm-hmm. that the name of it? Angel City? G- Geocities? Geocities. What was the Angel? Angel Fire. Angel, Angel Fire. Fire. There are some Angel Fire fan pages that posited that there would be an apocalyptic fermented apple cider infused right. orgy mm-hmm. that would force all of them to have sex after a natural disaster. Blew out everything but the lights. Uh, the one where everybody finds out. Oh. The first line is, oh hey you guys look, ugly naked guys putting stuff in boxes. And the last line oh. is, get off my sister. Ugly naked guys putting stuff in boxes. Mm-hmm. Is that talking about someone commenting on Ross having sex with Rachel? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Ross and Rachel are like the big uh, romantic tension through this whole series, right? Supposedly. Is that right, Kate? Kind of. Okay, kind of. I mean, there's other, like this. There's Chandler and Monica. Chandler yeah, and Monica and one... Joey and, uh, and any sisters. The and the sisters, right? That look like the queens. Okay, in I the have deck to. Of I cards. do have to tell you this. The sisters are Joey's sisters in that other episode. I do oh. know that much. Makes it even weirder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he was dating them, so that's right. Like, yeah, know. flowers in the attic. Yeah. Flowers for Algernon. <gasps> Little known fact: the mouse. He gets the mouse. smarter he and smarter. He dates the mouse. <laughs> But the, by the end, the mouse doesn't know who he is anymore. Mm. And they have to break up. Oh. Then he buries the mouse. I'm just gonna go cry about that book, you guys. <laughs> that sad book. Um, okay, so what does everybody the find one out? Where everyone finds out. I mean, my immediate thought was everyone finds out that Ross and Rachel are an item. Or maybe Chandler and Monica. Or maybe Joey and his sisters. Joey and his sister. Everyone finds out that Joey has totally stuffed his sisters. Okay, so the last line is hey, Lay off her, that's my sister. And everybody laughs. Because it's like... And they forgive him. It's also your girlfriend. They, <laughs> they forgive him. Like, that's my sister. They're like, we know. This has been so great. Uh, All the hijinks. Oh, Joey. That part... There's like a great scene where he's in like a horse-drawn carriage in Central Park. 
And uh-huh. he's trying to run faster and faster away from the sisters, who uh-huh. are professional marathoners. Uh-huh. And so they're just chasing after the carriage. And the horse is farting. And so the horse is farting. Going on. There's a great cameo. Um, great cameo by, uh, what's her name? Gwyneth Paltrow's mom. Something Danner. Blythe. Blythe Danner. Wow. Rollerblades mm-hmm. in the middle of the scene. Uh-huh. I, you can't get enough of it. So she wanted to be on the show. That's 25 minutes of this episode. <laughs> it this was three chase. minutes over the typical 22 they were allowed. Right. Yeah. It was groundbreaking. Rodney Dangerfield comes in as <laughs> Joey's dad and the sister's dad. Mm-hmm. He's like, lay like, off Hey, what are you daughters? bagging your sisters? Uh. <laughs> oh, that's what it is. Lay off. Those are my daughters. <laughs> hey, those are my sisters. Uh-huh. Then they high five. And then he grabs one of his sisters, and then Rodney Dangerfield grabs the other remaining sister, and they kiss. And they all make out. They all make out. (laughs) Everyone found out! Uh, (laughs) Series finale. You serious? (laughs) Um, Okay, this one is the one with the holiday armadillo. Uh The first line is, I just got us reservations at Michelle's and tickets to Music Man to celebrate our first holiday season as a betrothed couple. And the last line is, Joey, would you just come out here and stop being such a baby? <laughs> Wait, what's the first line? Uh, I just got us reservations at Michelle's and tickets to the Music Man to celebrate our first holiday season as a betrothed couple. The Music Man revival, of course, starring Craig Bierko. Yes. Directed by Susan Stroman. Right. Which was excellent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't get over the fact that there's a restaurant called Michelle's. Michelle's. <laughs> like, I mean, it's probably Michelle. Michelle. Like, it's French. Oh. No, it's, it's spelled, I mean, I don't know if the, like, uh, transcription uh. is accurate, but it's spelled in the, like, version that I saw, like, the woman's name. Imagine oh. it's, um, Michelle from Full House, uh-huh. and in this episode, she's running a restaurant, she's, like, three, uh-huh. and mm-hmm. she keeps, like, there's just flour everywhere, uh. there's, like, broken eggs on the floor, she's like, I like waffles! <laughs> hey, hey, we need, we need that paella out here... <laughs> Stat, <laughs> you got it, dude. That Michelle kind of stuff. loves a paella. She, loves, she makes a great paella. For some reason, when people think about nice restaurants, I feel like the first thing they always think is paella. <laughs> why is that? I, I don't know. I don't know why that's what came to me. In your mind, is that like... I Just be reflective here. Is it an, a dish where you think like, fancy restaurant, of course you're ordering paella. Fancy no, restaurant. the truth is that I was searching for another word, and mm. paella came first. Were you thinking of pineapple? N- no, <laughs> pineapple upside down cake. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking for, like, uh, some kind of French entree, mm. and it didn't come to me right away, so I said paella, because that came first. <laughs> I recognize it as not French. <laughs> so, so someone's just become engaged. I'm assuming it's Joey and his sister's. Joey and Blythe Danner yeah and he's taking them out to Michelle's and the Music Man revival yeah Mm -hmm. the Tony Award winning music revival a hot after a warm dinner of fresh paella and Uh waffles Uh they head to see Craig Bierko's the Music Man Star Turn Mm -hmm. Star Turn Uh was it? as Harold Hill who was the Mm -hmm. woman in it? Um, uh, uh, Rebecca something Romaine. Rebecca Romaine Stamos. Rebecca Romaine right. Stamos. Yeah. But she was Chan naked Stamos and blue the entire time. The Full House crossover. This is the Full House crossover. Full effect, right. yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's not Rebecca Romaine. It's, uh, oh, although she doesn't play Aunt Becky. That's what I was thinking of. That's Lori Laughlin. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Anyways, 
they go see Music Man and Joey and his uh, sisters who he's just become engaged to mm-hmm. go see the Music Man. What's the last line? Uh, Joey, would you just come out here and stop being such a baby? And also, the title of this one, which I feel like is more important, is the one with the holiday armadillo. Right, right, right. Oh, okay. I wonder why I never watch the show. It's crystal clear. He goes to the bathroom. Uh Uh-huh. From the paella. Oh. He He goes to the bathroom and accidentally grabs this armadillo Mm -hmm. that's in the bathroom that's, like, decorated. Uh Uh-huh. As he's exiting, a bunch of the people from this show, like the chorus, are heading out to start the uh, number Wells Fargo Wagon. Uh And they assume because he's holding this weird thing, it must be a Wells Fargo Wagon thing. They're like, oh, he's in the show. It's a prop. He gets like, somehow ends up on stage Mm -hmm. and he gets rave reviews in the New York Times. And he's so upset because he doesn't want to be a stage actor. He wants to be a TV or film actor. Mm -hmm. Right. He's totally beside himself. Just spends all day crying in his room. In the men's the ensemble dressing room. Yeah, mm-hmm. in the ensemble dressing room, which he's now like the star of the music man. Oh. But he doesn't mm-hmm. want to be. And they're like, Joey, stop being a baby. Come out. Like, just accept your stardom as a stage actor. Mm-hmm. Stu- Susan Stroman has completely reimagined this classic with only the addition of the holiday armadillo <laughs> in the Wells Fargo wagon number. Yeah. It becomes the turning point for the whole show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a symbol, really. Yeah. Of the things, the songs that we can't hear. Okay, here was my, here was my, where I was going with this. Joey eats the Well, paella. you're wrong, but just continue. Well, you, uh, it's just a hypothesis, okay. <laughs> you, we're, I'm going to assume that yours is the actual plot for this episode. <laughs> but I thought, Joey has the paella. He's starting to feel a little funny. Sure. He goes in the bathroom. He takes a big shit. Something happens with the toilet, it clogs. Oh, no. So what does Joey do? Because he's so wacky. He molds his own poop into the shape of an armadillo. Yeah. And decides, because he's clinically insane, to carry it around with him. Right. Mm -hmm. Because he can't, he's so embarrassed that it won't flush. Wedding present for his sister wives. Exactly. And he comes out and they're like, Joey, is that, are you carrying a pile of your own shit around? And he's like, no, it's a... It's the holiday armadillo. Yeah. It's an Italian thing. He's, he's taken like, some, like, Santa mm-hmm. decorations mm-hmm. from the bathroom that are in there, because holidays, uh-huh. and put it on there so it doesn't look as much like poop. But right. But very few people are fooled. Yeah, it smells horrible. Everybody knows. <laughs> and his sisters are like, Joey, we are your sisters. Like, we know, we grew up in the same household. We know that we never celebrated with an armadillo. You can just, you don't have to do this. Cut it. And he's like, no, it's the holiday armadillo. Trust me. I know what I'm talking about. The whole episode, they're trying to convince him to just put this thing down, and he won't. He's carrying it with him everywhere all of a sudden, because he won't admit that he's wrong. Yeah, Yeah. he becomes attached to it. Then, in the end, someone comes and locks him up, because they realize that he's insane. And he tries to hide from this guy, who's coming to lock him up. Oh my god. In his room. And then the doctor says, Joey, would you stop being such a baby and just Mm -hmm. come out here? Yeah, this episode actually had two endings. It was like a clue style. So oh, they were like, this is yeah. what could have happened. Uh-huh. And then they were like, or this. And so you guys are both right. Wow, choose yeah. your own adventure. Oh, wow, that's mm-hmm. crazy. Uh, okay, the next one is called, I think this is probably the last good one that I have. Okay. Uh, the one with Phoebe's uterus. Oh. And the first line is, my little brother is married. And the last line is, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, thank you. 
Well, this one's notable because it's the only time that Phoebe has a uterus. <laughs> <laughs> and it's external. She carries it around. Yeah. Like a backpack. Yep. Like a holiday armadillo. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> she, it's, she always refers to the zero in other episodes. She'll be like, oh, the zero hurts. And it's like the space where she should have a uterus oh. is just... <laughs> no, there's just like this weird amorphous nothing space uh-huh. filled with positrons and shit. Mm-hmm. Right. And she calls it the zero when they're like, ha ha ha, weirdo Phoebe, but they don't realize there's something like cosmically unusual about that area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then in this episode... The one where Phoebe gets a uterus. The one I believe she is gets a uterus <laughs> and wears it like a backpack because she doesn't know what she's supposed to do with right. it. She doesn't know she has to like... As you know. happens with all women on a certain birthday, they're gifted a, a uterus. uterus. Right. And you put it inside of you. Yeah. And all of the women in your life mm-hmm. put their fingers on your abdomen. Mm-hmm. And it, like, helps the uterus attach. Bind. Yeah. Bind to your yeah. body. Well, and gives how, it purpose. That's how hysteria came about. It's yeah. like when your womb is moving. Yeah. It's because you didn't have enough women in your life to, like, root it down. Not oh. enough women yeah. are touching your abdomen. Yeah. This is why a lot of women are more in the middle when it comes to the sexuality spectrum. Mm-hmm. They end up touching each other's abdomens more to attach the uterus mm-hmm. to the walls. And, it and then it's an just intimacy. like, well, while we're here, yeah. right? guys don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. No. no. But what if, Zach? But the show opens with a line which is telling... I can't believe my baby brother is finally married. Which is, of course, Joey's older sister mm-hmm. saying it to him. Yeah. And also her to new her husband. little sisters. Right. Wait, what? That's the joke. See, so... so <laughs> oh! Right. They're I like can't believe my baby brother is finally married. Right. And everyone's like... <laughs> <laughs> Big applause. Big applause. Everyone bows mid-scene, gets back into bed, smoking, the yeah. whole thing. So it's the One day sister after. pops up on the other side of Joey, uh-huh. also smoking. Oh. They're like, you're smoking under the sheets. I'm surprised the sheets didn't catch on fire. More applause. Uh, curtains. They come back up. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, she just gets a uterus and walks around with it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, don't do that. Put it on. She's like, I prefer the zero. You're going to get it all scuffed up. Yeah. You're going to scuff up your uterus. Mm-hmm. Uterine scuffs. And what's the last line of the episode? Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, yes, thank you. Right. That's, it like... Someone polishes her uterus She like her. falls asleep and it zooms in on her abdomen. Mm-hmm. And you can slowly start to see like this pixelated like blackness, which is like oh, the no. area where the she zero. doesn't have a uterus. The uh-huh. zero. And you hear it whisper with like heavy reverb. <laughs> Because the zero wants to continue to be the zero, doesn't want a uterus. Right. It was a very eerie episode. Yeah, that's very, very like David Twilight Lynch. Zone. <laughs> and that's the one where Phoebe had a uterus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Season, season three finale. Yes. <laughs> I do have one more that I just saw, uh, and that is the one with Ross's inappropriate song. Oh. Which one? Yeah. <laughs> Which one? Part three. Uh, and the first line is, and that's why no matter what mommy says, we were really on a break. And the last line is, Rachel, please, that is so inappropriate. No matter what mommy says, we're on a break. We were on a break. So I would like if you guys could sing Russ's inappropriate song. Hmm. Um, I think I remember, Mm -hmm. uh, the inappropriate song. I think it went something, this was like 
pretty current at the time, so it was like, So I said, what about touching your mom's boobs? What? Whoa, whoa. Whoa. You can't touch my mom. So this is also the episode where the lead singer of Deep Blue Something mm-hmm. makes a guest appearance mm-hmm. at the... God bless you. Yeah. At the Central Perk. Oh, and he's He's sitting in the it. corner, he's playing, mm-hmm. and he overhears Ross, and he comes over, and he's like, why don't you leave the heavy lifting to me, Junior? And then just, <laughs> just... Um, what happens is... Because Something is playing is. in the Central Perk. Uh-huh. Ross doesn't, he doesn't know the lyrics like he thinks he does. Um, so he sings that out loud really loudly, thinking right. he's got the lyrics. He's trying to convince Rachel, oh, this is my favorite song. Because yeah. Rachel's a huge fan of Deep Blue Something, and he wants to impress her. And he, like, looks in her eyes right as, right as he yeah. sings. Mm-hmm. So I said, what about touching, touching your, your mom's boobs? boobs? And Rachel remembers when he first met her mom. Flashback. There was, like, this... Yeah, flashback. Mm-hmm. There was this weird scene where it looked like there was tension between, like, her mom's brazier and Ross. Uh-huh. And she's, like, suddenly her worst fears are confirmed. Uh-huh. That's when they break up. What was the last line of the episode? Yeah, yeah. Um, How does this all wrap up with Deep Blue Something and Ross singing the wrong lyrics? Yeah. It wraps up with, Rachel, please, that is so inappropriate. Yeah, she's like... Yeah. She, like, says this out loud. It's after... She's still convinced this happened between her mom and Ross. Right. When she says out loud, like, this is what I thought. He's like, Rachel, please, that's so inappropriate! And he punches her. Whoa. Clocks her. Yesterday, we had a party at my apartment, and Zach and I were telling people... You didn't invite me? I didn't invite you. I invited everyone. Mm -hmm. I invited the president of Siam, and not you. The president of Siam? He came. What about the king of Siam? No. They don't have kings there. (laughs) Idiot. Uh, I love uh, that. That's why you don't get invited to parties. <laughs> yeah, I really love that classic musical, The President. The President I. of Siam. <laughs> yeah. Um, but when we had the party yesterday, people were like baffled and upset that like we had never seen Friends. They're like, you haven't seen it. Yeah. And well, I didn't know that many people liked it. Okay, because it sounds like like a really hipsterish like Brooklyn thing to say of like. Uh, I've never even, like, seen Friends. Yeah. But it's not if you just, like... Like, my parents watched Friends, and that's why I wanted to watch it. Yeah. But, like, nobody growing up was like, oh, man, Friends is such a good show. I, I had a lot of friends who loved it. I wasn't allowed to watch it because my mom knew that they talked about sex, yeah, supposedly. I was, so right. I wasn't allowed to watch it for right. that reason. And incest. and Yeah, exactly. Poop. Yeah, and like poop sculptures, poop idols, and yeah. all those sorts of things. Yes. <laughs> cider, fu- fermented cider fueled orgies in yes. the at the edge of an apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm s- hopefully, if anyone's still listening <laughs> on the end of this, thank you guys so much for listening to Vulevu. Yeah, uh, as always, thanks to Kate Neely for her first appearance on the show. Thanks, thanks for putting this together. If you. Uh, if you want to tweet at us, you can... Tell us how weird this episode is. Tell us how weird we are and yeah. how weird this episode is at Cast on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. Oh, no. They're coming to get us because this episode was too weird. The TV cops are hauling us off to give us a job. Podcast cops. We're gigging, Zach. I'm on Twitter at There is Thunder. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Saucy. At Zach Jones Music. Please, 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 if you really... 
like us or just sort of like us or you've thought about hoping to like us one day. Or you, um, yeah, yeah, rate us on iTunes. Please rate Steve us on was about iTunes. To say, but, but I was going to preempt that with saying, please don't knock us down to three stars after this episode. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Keep it up there. We need your five star reviews. Mm-hmm. I don't... I don't even know how their metrics work. I don't does, think it matters. Does it just give us <laughs> click any star? Yeah, like three or up. You three know? or up is good. But write, right. Writing a review that and um, stars really help us. We want more people to know about ABBA, and I want more people to hear my voice because it fuels mm-hmm. my lack of self confidence and my need for attention. And with that, <laughs> thank you for the music. The songs we're singing. <laughs>